Steve, I think this is the first time we've done the podcast on a Sunday. Is that is that correct? Sure, let's go with that. Okay. All right. I, well, I think so. We talked about it, but I don't think we've actually okay. pulled the trigger on it. So there you go. Happy Happy Sunday podcast hosting. To Good to see you all, on the, Sunday. all you that celebrate. There you go. The, the whole eighth day of the week. Day. Talk about yes. capping your day with a little yes. religious experience. Here you yes. go. Yes. Um, okay, Steve. Uh, oh, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve, we kind of match tonight. Look at us, Synth- synthesis or whatever. Or synergy. On. Yeah. You got my. I got my Coyote hat. Go keys. Steve's got nice. his his Rangers orange on tonight. Um, okay, we've got a lot to c- catch up on. Every time we every time we do these episodes in the summers, things are a little slower, and we're like, ah, there's probably not going to be a lot to talk about. And then inevitably, ninety nine percent of the time, there is a lot to talk about. And there is a lot to talk about. Um, we've got a merger to talk about. We've got future schedules to talk about. We've got TV streaming things to talk about. Um, and then this week's old guy, young guy. Um, I just have a quick question. I'm interested to hear Steve. He's so excited. Look at how eager he is. It's always it's, scary. It's not, it's not stressful. Notes, I promise you. I promise you. Says, old guy, young guy. I've got this handle and I'm thinking I'm in deep shit. That's what that no, means. No, but you, you're going to be fine. I promise you. I promise you. Um, all right. Where to begin with a question, as we normally tend to do. Steve, my question to you is this. More surprising merger this week. The PGA Tour and at Live Golf or Penn State's two NIL programs? I got, I'm going to go with Penn State's two NIL programs. Right? That was my exact thought, too. I mean, it, it, it seemed like they, the people there were going to be silly for a lot longer than the people in golf were going to be silly. Um, but, you know... People in both those mergers, you know, came to their senses, although I, we still don't know what happened with golf and it may be years till we know who's doing what and whatever else. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was more surprised by the Penn State thing because it just seemed like nobody was going to be able to get along. They had different things going on and apparently somebody talked some sense into some people and they're doing what should have been happening from the beginning. I, that was the exact phrasing I sent to you and I'll be candid enough to say it I am pleasantly surprised that people put aside their egos to let something better happen for Penn State than necessarily themselves now we'll see how this all shakes out the website I went on and kind of poked around and was like okay like who's all involved in this is it the old crew plus the new crew is there a new crew and it's kind of murky there isn't really a CEO yet Um, but for those of you that aren't haven't maybe paying attention or just kind of catching up again, success with honor combining with the uh, Lions legacy founded club foundation. I don't know what it was called um, to make Steve's favorite new soccer team, happy Valley United. Um, there was hey, if some... you're over 35 and you didn't think happy Valley United when you heard, and th- think soccer, when you heard that, you're just not over. Th- I mean, I'd say that's what it had to have been, right? So exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, there were some cryptic tweets going out this week that with the Lions ride and said United, and we were. I was very confused and thought it was maybe like a Pride Month thing, except there wasn't a lot of color, so I didn't really quite get it. <laughs> and ultimately, I think very much like you said, this is what should have happened from day one. The all of these parties, Penn State at its highest level, which I guess. 
when NIL really rolled out was more of the Sandy Barber era, or at least when we knew it was coming, um, probably should have had its ducks in a row a little bit better, probably cost them a basketball coach. Um, I'm not going to rehash all of that, but it does seem refreshing and, and seem nice to hear that somebody called the shots and was like, you need to be on the same page. We, we need to stop fighting against ourselves because that was my biggest gripe with this whole NIL system at Penn State specifically is you looked at pretty much any other school and yes, they might've had like little offshoot ones, but they still fed into kind of like a one big feeder system or one big bucket. That's the way it should work. Why go compete with yourselves? Why go have your petty little Twitter fights like Jay and, and Mike Motti did? Um, you know, I, I just think this is a, this, it, it kind of feels borderline too late, too little, too late, but at least it's in the future. Now we're going to be fine. The other thing that I was thinking about, let me, let me spin my crazy conspiracy theory here. Do we feel like Lions legacy had some leverage over success with honor, basically because everybody was pointing the blame, especially after Madi's tweet at success with honor for Shrewsbury leaving and was like, you need to, figure this out and you need to rebrand yourself or people are going to start donating. Like I, I don't, we don't know the financials yet. They are a five, five Oh one C. So in theory, we could get the financials later on down the road. Um, so I, I think that was interesting. That's I, I'm very fascinated by all of that. Um, just because lines legacy had leverage. They were probably in the, the right that a lot of more people on Penn State Twitter were swaying that way than success with honor. And I think, you know, you kind of wrote about it and hinted at it this week, but I think people are starting to realize that that was a bad idea kind of out of, out of the gates. Yeah, I think it was rooted in traditional approach at Penn State, right? And traditional approaches don't matter anymore. I mean, everybody's doing... Everybody's got to have a collective. Everybody's going to pay these people, these players to compete in sports. It's it's just figuring out how you're going to say you're giving them the money, which may or may, may in fact itself change, you know, shortly or in in a short period of time um, with these collectives. Yeah, and it seems like you said. I think the Lions' legacy might have had the leverage, or at least some perception in terms of leverage. I don't know which one was really. I'm not deep enough into either one to know who was raising the most money and how it was fitting. But you needed one. Two, it was like, you know, it's the old adage, which, you know, may be changing too. But, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. If you have two collectives, you don't have any, right? You needed somebody to be in charge. And the challenge for me now, like, well, I think this is the right thing for them and maybe not the thing for me to be supporting exactly, but that the right thing for the, for the program, for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see who's in charge, right? Because I think that consulting group are going to be the people who are kind of still driving the boat and, and driving the ship and whatever the analogy, right, and making it work because all the people at Penn State have a job. It's kind of like football now, right? You got a director of the recruiting portal. You got a director of high school football relations. You got whatever else. There's going to be somebody who's in charge of the collective who isn't from the athletic department. And I mean, I don't know if they can, but I think there's going to be a lot of administration there um, in addition to the athletic department, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just an interesting thing to me about how this can be I think I guess so complex isn't the right word, but it just seems like we should have gotten here sooner. And, and it, it, there should have been some grownups in the room somewhere along the line to make it happen sooner. I'm glad for the people who are supporting that it is happening. I think it'll produce results because there's enough crazy Penn State fans out there who are going to support it and, and do that, that thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. 
Yeah, it's interesting to me reading the the press release. I don't exactly remember all of the names on either side, um, but two names that aren't here are Jay Paterno and Michael Motti. I think that's interesting. Those kind of two have been the vocal uh, drum beaters, so to speak. Um, the one of the board's members is Mark. I'm going to butcher this name, Mark. Tony Adi, who was the former CEO of Success with Honor. So it does seem like there is some overlap, but the 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 group that you were kind of hitting at is the the Blueprint Sports, which is a essentially a collective of collectives, um, would be the the easiest way to kind of put it. And it seems like Penn State went to them and said, help us fix this. Like we don't want to make make um uh, make the same. Maybe they came to Penn State or or maybe yes, yeah, or maybe um this is for as much as I've been hard on Pat Craft lately. Uh, this is a, a a win, I think, in my opinion, for him. I think he, if he, I don't know how much he had to say and, and kind of brokered the power of, of of what he his position is, but I think this is a win for him because at least now, like I said, there's one collective. You know where to put your money. It's very clearly like. Happy Valley United is a much better name than Success with Honor because I know it's about Penn State. I know that it's about supporting something, being united behind something. I think that's great. Um, side note, the logo is incredible, kind of hearkening back to that older lion um, from the, the early 2000s, 90s. But I, I'm just really interested to see where and how this goes, especially like thinking about it from my little minor conspiracy theory lens of maybe this is just like a, a rebrand. I hope it's not that. I think Lions Legacy Club probably can probably had some better ideas. I like their subscription model. I don't know if you were familiar with that, Steve, but you could essentially pay 25 or 100 or and it looks like that's carried over as well. Um we'll see. I, I we'll see how this impacts, you know, everything else. Um it seems like in other areas, it seems like the winds are suggesting that um, you know, Penn State is is starting to keep up and kind of start to win ground in the in this area in terms of you know transfer portal recruits, et cetera, this and that. Um, so this almost I don't know the the more I think about the NIL stuff, it almost feels like it needs to be a it needs to be a if I don't hear anything about it, that's good. Only. No news is good news, essentially, is, is kind of what I was I, I think about it. But I also want them to put their foot down in the same similar fashion that the Nittany Lion Club has, which obviously is a little bit different, but put their foot down and, and make those those wins on the average, maybe goes to one Penn State game a year, um, knows who the quarterback is, knows who James Franklin is, but beyond that, maybe doesn't doesn't because I feel like probably like, there are more fan, Penn State fans than than maybe five, 10 years ago that did or didn't know about the, what the Nittany Lion Club is or was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the win, I think not hearing about them is, is good in one sense, right? Because they're going to be doing their job, right? Like they're going to be raising money. People aren't going to be complaining that they aren't together. I think there's a strong cohort of people who, again, we do old guy, young guy. I think it's people, maybe there's people older than me or just my age who are more passionate. I think a lot of people are like, hey, that's the model. This is how you're going to win games now. This is how you're going to win national championships. I'm in. Stop being a curmudgeon about it. This is how it works. And I think people are going to be there to support it. I think the only thing that's, and it's, that's not dangerous. The only thing that's, it's, it's all the collectives, right? The, the, the nobody knows anything, right? Because you can't release dollar figures or talk about what they're doing. And I, 
understand the mentality of, hey, that might be divisive in the locker room or whatever else. But until you know, until you know what everybody is doing, or unless you know, then somebody else is doing something more. I mean, or at least that's the perception, right? And that's what it's always been in college sports. You know, oh, well, we don't know what they're doing, so we're going to do enough to make sure we can keep up. I think someplace we're going to get to the point where it's just like, hey, this is what a right tackle costs for the year. This is what a quarterback yeah. costs for the year. You know, and I think that may come in the next couple of years as a result if, of all this stuff. Maybe it won't come that soon, but I, I think it's going to be the Wild West and collectives until that happens. Yeah. I don't know if I see it necessarily shaking out that way. I do think we're going to get to a point where if you're a football player, your, your base pay is going to be 100000 this season. And if you're a basketball player, it's going to be 50000 And if you're an Olympic sport player, you're going to get 10000 or what, or whatever it, it might be. Um, is there a number you're uncomfortable with them getting? No, because they... Like, I know you just pick a number. You absolutely. They make... They make... They, outside of Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, every college, every reason that you know what a college is is because of their athletes. Oral Roberts, no clue what it is. The only reason why I know what it is right now is because they're playing really good baseball. Like, that, that is the only reason why I know who or what Oral Roberts is. It, it, pick any school that went to the Final Four this year. Pick any school. No offense to anybody that goes to Alabama, has kids that goes to Alabama. Nobody goes there for the degree. They go there because they, they know about the football team. When I worked at U.S. News and World Report, we used to see a traffic spike anytime a certain school would do well in sports because people would, would go apply to that school more often. You see it happen every Final Four, Cinderella run. You see it with Coastal Carolina is probably the prime example of, of that. So – no, I they, they can get as much money as they want, Steve. Just you're looking, you're, you're no, like, I just wanted, I just wanted, I'm just checking. That's all I, I know how you are about it, and I feel like I feel like we're gonna. It, it's it's kind of like how when New Jersey opened up sports betting, it's like okay, if New Jersey can do it, well, anywhere can do it now, and it, I think it's just like. <laughs> It's the same. So you know, it's been same thing with like weed sales, like in Alabama and the folks in New Jersey. Oh, well, New Jersey can do it. We can do it. Nice. But, but it's 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 just it's all about the dollar. I I have I have no I have no problem with it. I do have if it's coming from the university, I do want it to be a same flat rate across every every level and then they can go make money on top of that with their endorsement deals i don't think an alabama or a penn state should just because they have more more resources should be able to pay two hundred thousand versus a rutgers that can only pay a fifty thousand to a a football player like i think there should be beating up on new jersey nice rutgers is the example that's fine they're rutgers but you know what i'm saying like i think it should be a a base pay that way and then they can there's a there's a there's a a floor and then there's no ceiling they like if if olu wants to go make ten thousand dollars off of a car deal or if drew eiler wants to go do this or that go go ahead like make the money you deserve the money um I think we're also going to, I do think we're going to get to a point where we're probably it's, I think it's a race. I think we're either going to see that happen or we're going to see all these companies realize, okay, like a college kid having a 
$20,000 scholar or sponsorship does not drive me $40,000 in revenue. Like, I think we're going to see a pullback on some of that type of stuff. Um, I think sure. maybe a, somebody like a Caleb Williams or a Bryce Young, you know, Nike might make a deal deal with them and, and then you're, they're signed for when they go pro. But I, I don't think we're going to, I just think, I think we're going to see some of these deals come back and bite people in the butt um, further down the road. I, I have no problem with, I actually have more problem with businesses giving athletes the money than me giving athletes the money, which I know kind of maybe sounds weird. No, I don't, I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the businesses doing it. I just, I think it's the ones I've seen, the few I've seen in central Pennsylvania have been, I can't imagine they're making, they're, they're not doing anything for the business, right? Like there's a law firm that has a sign along 322 with, with, you know, uh, who is it? Abdul Carter, right? Um, I, nobody's calling them because they're not calling that law firm because the football player is there. That's just the law firm getting a rub. From, and I just don't understand the business purpose. I mean, it's other than being associated and getting the rub of being associated with athletics in Penn State, maybe it's cheaper than buying a relationship with Penn State through the, through the actual channels, right? A sponsorship. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it, I guess it doesn't have to make sense. So Mm-mm. that's fine. I am fascinated about that. I've noticed, I wonder... Oh, and we've even talked about this before on the podcast. Like, could we, not that we would, I don't think we would, but could we go pay a, a golf athlete a hundred dollars? Like and say, would, could you come to an interview or same thing with, you know, any of these companies, I don't think, and maybe there's a role against it, but I don't think there, I've seen a company, at least at Penn state that has a sponsorship deal with Penn state athletics and also has a sponsorship deal with Abdul Carter or picks pick X athlete here. Um, so I think that's interesting. I, I, some of their base deals are to do media interviews though. So maybe we're just not asking. Like, I mean, I think some of their, I mean, that's are to do interviews. So that's what James Franklin's deal is, is it's a TV, like he doesn't get paid, paid if he doesn't do interviews essentially. Um, so, um, anywhere else you want to go with the NIL stuff? Like, are are you, do you feel better about the state of of Penn state's NILs now? Cause I do. Oh, I, I think if if I were supportive of the the effort in general, I would feel better, right? I think this okay. is the right decision for them. You I just think, don't want it at all. I know it's I know it's how business is being done now. It's not a business that interests me, right? Like I have a protein. Okay. I have this cover, you know, like I I'm happy for them. I hope it works out for them. But for them, for me, I mean my my logic was you know, do they need my season ticket money to help pay for scholarships or whatever else? Sorry, if if Drew Aller is able to go out and buy twenty five hundred dollar set of golf clubs and he's getting a free car and all the football players are making at least five figures and i didn't give ticket money last year they're doing okay and 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 yay for them and that's great so but i i do think two things will happen right i think that the pullback that you mentioned will happen at some point from businesses they'll figure it out and i and i do think we'll go to like a a floor or some kind of cap so the alabamas and the ohio states and the penn states from whoever don't price themselves out of, you know, some other schools. I wonder if that's possible. What do you, how do you feel? Let's remove, let's remove football and basketball. Pretend, pretend Penn State was good enough at basketball. Let's remove, throw those two sports out the window. Take a men's volleyball player or a, 
baseball player or pick any sport that isn't one of those two. Are you, do you feel better? Like, do you think those guys should get compensated? I don't think I've ever asked you that question. So I'm curious. Um, I'm more comfortable with, well, cause those are not volleyball, especially as a head is not a head count sport, right? It's a, right. it's a, right. So those guys are playing, there's like about nine scholarships. For volleyball. There might even be nine. It might not even be nine. It might be like 6.7 or some crazy number like right. that for volleyball. Um, yeah, I think I'd be comfortable. I think there's a part where it's just, Right. And then and then you're 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 weighing good and bad. So this is like the live therapy session, right? Like there's a pace where it becomes just too much for what they're doing. Or go do something else to to I don't know. Yeah, I think I would be better with, with the Olympic sports athletes in some ways than than the ostentatious crazy. Like because if you go through the list for me in my world, right? It's the scholarship, it's the room and board, it's the the books, it's the healthcare, it's the grants, it's the stipend. Like none of these people, none of the student athletes at major sports bring back the football and basketball. None of those kids are struggling, right? The volleyball player and the golfer might be struggling in some ways. They might have to pay to be here. So I think I'd be more comfortable with that. But if, I don't want anybody saying in my mind, my, my, I, don't, I don't think I want to hear the football players and basketball those players are struggling. You can say they make money for the university like you did and they open the doors. Yep, you're right. But don't tell me they need the money to make it because they, they just don't in this world, even before NIL stuff. Right. No. Let me ask you this question. Would you uh, in fa like in favor of getting rid of that that kind of floor, would you support every student athlete regardless of sport getting a full ride? Like I like Penn State could uh, could afford it. Like mm -hmm. it's it's not that expensive. Um No, it's got to cost less than what they're doing now at the collectives, right? Like right. I mean in terms of actual it, money they're turning over. Right. Would you support, would you rather that or would you rather? Oh, I'd much rather that, right? Like, okay. Yeah, you've, 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 take, you've taken a skill set and you've parted it into your education. And, and I get the argument of the argument, the music major, right? Here's the music major who can sing, who might be going downtown to the bars and doing live mic stuff before this and they can get paid, right? Because they, they were doing something, but they aren't on scholarship. Well, they might have a scholarship. I, yeah, I would be. The scholarship's different though. I, right. you, you're, I'm not, I am. The the reality of it is the scholarship for a football player is for them to go play football. It is not for them to go study. For a scholarship for a music or somebody like me or you know any of your kids or any pretty much for the most part anyone is to go get the education to to knock down the cost of the education. So I think that like I think that maybe that's where we go with it. Like is a start. I'm sure that the student athletes will ask for more. I think they have the right to, um, again, I have, I have no, I've never had a problem with students making, I've never understood that. Like my entire life, I've never understood why kids can't go make money off themselves essentially because they, they're amateur. Like that doesn't, doesn't yeah, I mean, the NCAA did that before, like oh, what, four years ago when they cracked down on the Jersey numbers, right. We're only going to sell the year oh, yeah we're going to sell one we're going to sell 23 because this is 23 and we're going to sell one more random number go ahead and let us sell the jerseys give them a piece of the jersey give them i mean i think and then maybe that's it because the the you the ncaa was so tight-fisted and anti-student athlete in some ways that now this stuff opening up just is is a whole new world and, and feels different and weird but and I don't even know if I think the part, honestly, that, that may, I may struggle with the most 
is we're just not honest about it. They're being paid to do it. Stop 100%. telling me they're paid for this. And then we're going to, they got to do some community service to get paid. No, stop it. Like, no, like they, they don't, they're not doing the community service because they want to do it. They're doing it because they get paid, right? So let's just pay them and stop that silliness. I, I don't think Drew Lar working with that home remodeling company, whatever it's called, is learning that much. Like, like he's, there's not, he's just, you are just oh, and paying got, him to use his image eight for student, eight on football players ass. showing up at some lady, 80 year old's birthday or 90 year old's birthday at the, 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 little, the local nursing home in Center though. County. Cute story, but they were all paid to be there. Like, <laughs> it'd be different if on their own free will, they're like, hey, let's go together and go do this, right? No, someone said, hey guys, they requested some football players. If you guys go, this is going to count as one of your appearances. And of course, you're getting paid for those appearances. So that's all. Like, I think if we were more honest about all this stuff, I'd be comfortable with it a lot huh? more than I am. All right. I think that's very fair. I think that is very fair. All right. We just went 25 minutes almost on that. That was a good, that was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah. We can beat up the schedules now. Um, all right. Let's beat up the schedules. Um, we will, uh, here's how we will do this. We will discuss the future schedules first, and then we will come back and discuss the new schedules, the current schedule. Um, the 2024, 2025 opponents are out for um, all of the big 10. Uh, essentially what it boils down to is some schools have three protected rivals. Some schools have two protected rivals and other schools have zero protected rivals. Actually one does Penn state. Um, did you want someone we, protected? What's that? Did you want someone protected for Penn state? Uh, no, I'm good with it. I think this is, okay. I, it's fine. Like I, as much as people have like joked on the unrivaled narrative, I am a hundred percent fine with it because I am sick of say, seeing the same exact seven teams every season plus two conference opponents, which for however many years was Iowa essentially or Illinois. Like it, it was either Iowa or Illinois was, was always in that, that third slot. Um, the, the main headlines, if you're a Penn state fan like us, um, the, the big one is Ohio state comes to town in 2024, but does not Penn state does not play them in 2025, which would be the first time. I didn't realize this first time since Penn state joined the big 10 that Ohio state and Penn state won't play. And then the other big news is in 2024, USC will come to town and then Penn state will also go out to USC in 2025 with, with UCLA coming to happy Valley in 2025. Um, all in all, that 2024 list of opponents, which is Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, and USC at home, Indiana, Purdue, and Rutgers, Wisconsin away, a very favorable schedule, you know, for Penn State. They, in reality, survived the gauntlet of of playing Ohio State, Michigan, and depending on how good, you know, well, they they'll have to play Michigan State, but. USC could be good or they could not be good. It's, it's, we don't know how they're going to play in the big 10. We also don't know when that game is going to be. And I really think that that's going to have something to say in all of this. Um, I hope it's November. I want to, I want to go to, I want to go to Madison for the first game of the season. I want to open there again. Like, yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And, and, and let's have, let's have USC sometime in November. This was the, you know? that was the exact conversation that we had in our, our house. Um, the, the interesting thing for me um in all of this is nebraska still does not show up on the schedule away penn state still has not played there with fans in the stands since my freshman year which was in 20 the 2012 season um so i think that's relatively interesting um it's good to see that that 
Michigan, the triad of Michigan State, Ohio State kind of gets gets protected for Michigan because I think those are always mm-hmm. interesting games. I'm interested to see how this iterates in the future, um, just because I have to wonder if if Penn State with with Maryland and Rutgers joining the Big Ten, who knows? Like I, I I'm I'm interested to see if one of those teams kind of slides back onto the schedule permanently. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not heartbroken by the schedule at all. Um, I think the 20, the 2025 schedule in terms of sex appeal, in terms of the home schedule is not really there. UCLA is your, your marquee home opponent. Um, and you've got to go to Iowa, Michigan, Michigan state and USC who knows that Michigan state game will probably be at Ford field or Heinz field or pick a stadium. Um, so, uh, I think yeah, that, 2024 in terms of playoff stuff, right? Yeah. Now, great. Looks, looks awesome. 2025 looks, looks like a rough road. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have those seasons at the big 10. And I think that's what you yeah. sign up for. Um, it was interesting. I read a, a piece, I forget the name of the writer. Um, and it was out, out of one of the Nebraska papers essentially this week of all of the West teams are probably kind of shaking in their boots because they have to realize that, oh, now we have to go play these other schools that we've pretty much been locked in. We've avoided because they're in the other conference. I think that's been the, we, we now know that no, now know that divisions are gone. That to me is very refreshing to hear. Um, I think this sets the Big Ten up to be the 1A, 1B conference in the country. I think that's what, that's what this schedule does. I think that's fair. I, I would think that one division play may only last a couple, four years. So we're going to get into a pod structure when like the two more Something, teams change. Because I, I just think at some point, several coaches are going to be tired of finish eighth, ninth, and 10th, right? In a, mm-hmm. in a division, in a, in a conference, right? And that's, and that's just harder to spin in t- in terms of whatever. So, I mean, it doesn't make them any better teams. It doesn't make the schedule any different, but I, um, and maybe it could, I guess. I just, I would be surprised if, if the Big Ten or the people who are consistently 14th or 12th or whatever are comfortable with that three or four years from now. So yeah, we'll see. That's, Maybe that's it'll rotate through, but. Yeah, we don't know what the rotation is going to look like. It looks like there's really no rhyme or reason, especially for Penn State. Um, do we think Do we think the unrivaled thing was by accident or on purpose? No, it has to well, you gotta have it. It's gotta be on purpose, right? If if you're if you're of the if you're of the Kool Aid drinking, they hate us. We're on the road all the time. We never get home basketball games on a Saturday. All that stuff in the Big Ten. Hey, you gotta believe it's on purpose. But if it is, it's not punishment. Like this is this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to be stuck with Michigan State every year or Rutgers every year or Maryland every year. And you weren't gonna get Ohio State and Maryland every year. You just weren't. So. This is great. And, and, and you're not going to have to deal with Ohio State and Michigan every year en route to the playoffs. I, I think you know? that's the biggest thing for for Penn State, especially that 2024 schedule. Penn State, like, I very much have the expectation that Penn State probably should make the playoff this year. If they miss the, the, the playoff in 2024, it's fireable for James Franklin. And that is the first time I've said anything remotely like that. But do you agree? Yeah, I... Would agree people will probably feel that way, yes. Okay, all right, thanks. Thanks for that soft <laughs> soft answer. Um, nothing else really stood out about, about that one to me, um, but 
it was nice to have a little little fun. Uh, yeah, little, it was it was a cool fun, kind of unexpected. Yeah, I mean, you know, last week with with the merger and with that, like there was news going on. So yeah, well, and the the other thing we still don't know is, and I, I did the math on it that that twenty, so that the twenty twenty five schedule, I I it would have to be a it's got to be a one two three that would be four so it's got to be a home opponent. We still don't know who that's going to be uh, for the the like power five spots slot so to speak right now it's versus nevada nevada and versus villanova so you would expect that there's going to be in 2025 a, a good non-conference rolling into town um or maybe not given the way that things have trended. i was going to say I'm, I'm not holding my breath for a good non-conference uh, i mean west virginia is a good non-conference just because they're regional and close yeah i guess regional and close to the same thing right yeah, you um, you've got syracuse in 27 and 28 but yeah, I want some time. Who's who's the level of West Virginia and Syracuse, right? That's not that we're not going to get Oregon to come in. They're not going to get Oregon no. to come in. They're not going to get. It's going to be some. I still think it's that that non-conference or the non-conference neutral site game that James Franklin has been hinting at for the last twenty years. I thought he didn't mind. want those. I thought he didn't want to go to Texas and play somebody. Well, I, I don't know. I don't I mean, think he wants to that. go on on campus to go play someone. Okay. Well, yeah. If you want to go to Arlington and play LSU, do you want to go to Arlington and play LSU? No. Or would you rather play Syracuse? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, but then, but, I, I think the head coach thinks that way too. Like, I don't. But if you slip with, up, if you slip up in in that conference schedule, you're you're not making the playoff unless you win the conference. Unless you, but if you lose, but if you lose the first one on the road at Arlington against the the non conference neutral site. That makes it a lot tougher. And 2025 is already a tough road. Like I think as we I think five minutes ago when we talked about it being a tough road. I, that's why I think it's not a yeah. It's yeah, be, that's a lot of that's a rough away schedule because regardless, that's an away game. It's, it's gotta be it's interesting enough game. to sell some tickets, but not yeah. Right. I don't know. All right, moving on. Um the other big news that came out while we were off air um is that we've got more kick times um you can see all those at stuffsummersays.com um we we mainly have we now know that the uh, we know we've known west virginia we have known um iowa and we knew the ford field game we now know that penn state will play um delaware at noon and then they will play illinois at noon and they will play umass at 3 30 and the michigan game will be at noon but I think the interesting caveat that kind of tees up this week's segment is that Delaware game will be locked into Peacock. Um, it will only air on Peacock. Um, there was the, another game with Washington and Michigan State that is airing. Um, I think that is, let me let me pull what week it is. But that game is also airing directly on Peacock. Um, here we are welcome to the new contract and this was a good slap in the face i think that was kind of the most interesting fascinating thing um so your question to me this week via text message was what steve oh i forget how i phrased oh, it it was it was essentially like how good or really bad is peacock, peacock? for yeah. sports and i don't know yeah I, I don't think i know yet i don't think i know yet it didn't seem like there was a lot of uproar at least on social media by it uh, regarding it. But again, the folks on social media know where to find Peacock. 
um, or they have it or they know what's going on, the people that are really living there. And I don't know that it's a big deal, but it's a change. It's going to be the first time in 244 games that they haven't played on cable or over the air TV. Is that a big deal anymore? Is it? I don't know. It feels like it's okay. Again, old guy, young guy, right? To me, it's something because unless, unless Sam's friends peacock account still works on this TV, I'm listening on radio. Well, I'm listening on on the app. Honestly, I've moved from the radio to the app, but and it's not yes. a big deal. It's, it's not a huge deal that way. Like, cause I don't, I don't mind checking the game out on radio every once in a while, but I think it'll be a change for some. It's not as big. I don't think it's as big as big 10 network in 2007. No, God, no, it doesn't change. You know? No, that the big 10 network changed the way we watch Penn state sports. Like there, right. there's now big 10 days and there's all of this other stuff all the time. I think for me, Peacock it actually benefits people that enjoy going to the games because you now you have to like you either have to have Peacock, which doesn't cost that much money to get, or you have to, you know, you have to go to the game to see the game. And I think people at Penn State are probably fine about it. I would love to hear like from a Michigan State fan that maybe doesn't go to every game about this Washington game, or actually who I'd really love to hear from is a Washington fan that kind of gets screwed and locked into this right, because right. like NBC does not have a, a PAC 12 deal. Um, so that to me is the most interesting thing about it right now. Um, if you were Delaware, it was ESPN three for whatever game you were. Right. You're used anyway. to this. Yeah. You're, you're used yep, to this. That's fair. Um, so I'm just, I'm, what I am fascinated by from our sports media perspective is how many people are still going to tune into that Delaware game and how many people are still going to turn it tune into that Michigan state game. And going back to your point earlier, do people within the conference see those numbers and start to bitch because they're like, why is, why is Charlotte or, or Wisconsin at Washington state on ABC and my games on Peacock, uh, you know, what the hell type thing. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. No, yeah. And I don't, and it was always that random before. I mean, it was always that different before. Like what was the difference between the game that ended up on Fox sports one or whatever else. And, and in some ways, this is again, a compliment to Penn state. You're going to put it, you're going to put a game out there that people want to see that a, a, a fan base is going to attempt to view. Um, ESPN two did it years and years ago when cable was, you know, they were launching ESPN two and they would, they would put Duke and North Carolina basketball games there because they knew they draw a number. And, and they could do that. So this is the same thing that's happened. This is the same reason that Penn State played on Friday nights on FS1, you know, twice against what, what Maryland and Illinois and somebody else, right? Was there three of those or just two of those? So yeah. yeah. There's a couple of those, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I don't think it's going to be the uproar that we've heard before with other changes, but it is different. It is the first regular season Penn State game that's going to be on a streaming service exclusively. As somebody that is the child of people that are your age, I am anxious about having to explain to my mother how to get to Peacock. And that I'm sure just... that there's tons of other kids that are my age that are already fretting that conversation with their parents slash grandparents. That was going to be my next question is, was where will Bev be watching the game at? She might have a ticket for that one. So I, I'm not too concerned about that one. Oh, but, right. okay. but the other Bevs in the world um there's others there are well not i mean i'm sure there's other pebs uh, but there's only one um but yeah, I, those ones like 
I know that like this is going to be a point of contention for Penn State fans. Mm-hmm. People are going to bitch about it just because that's what is what, what's our Bob and Mary Jean from from York, PA, who are laboring up there in the yeah. section WH or WG yep, seventy nine now. Um, yeah, they're they're going to have a tough time with this, and I think that is. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I wonder if. I wonder if um. Like you know how on those Prime, those Amazon Prime games, like the Pittsburgh affiliate picks up the game. I, w- I don't Doesn't see that happening. The purpose the, of it? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see happen. that happening with like NBC, yeah. like the local, no. like what would be. No, WJC. especially in Pennsylvania, because everybody, every every NBC affiliate in the state would say we're the Penn State. Look at us. We've been That's covering true. them. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah. you just can't. And there's not one, you know, no, not going to happen. Um, so I, I don't, I really don't know. I think it, I think it will be better. I do think Peacock will be 100% better than the current situation of Big Ten TV or whatever the streaming and BTN Plus or, or Big Big Ten Max or yes, whatever it's so. called. Um, I think it will be significantly better and beneficial for the Olympic sports. I think it will be very nice, hopefully, that you can go watch hockey when you want to watch hockey and not have to spend shell out a decent chunk of you change. Think, you think they're going to do that? That I think that was part of the agreement. I remember reading that, that like, like Peacock has to show those level sports. And also, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. Like why not compete with, with ESPN in that sense? Like, I don't, I don't know if the big 10 maybe would have been as excited to make the move to, to these other broadcast networks if that wasn't offered on the table. So I think that is going to change things dramatically. I think, we're going to see, I think what we're going to see if that happens is an increase in sports fandom for a Penn State lacrosse or a Penn State baseball or a Penn State soccer, because you can now easily more accessibly watch those games. And it's easier for kids that are interested in those sports to watch Penn State because that's their, that's their connecting point with sports. A lot of the times Penn State hockey is, is a key example of that for me growing up as the icers you know, that was, you would always try to go get an, see an Icers game because that was the close, closest, best live hockey that you could get in Altoona. And then, you know, kind of going forward with the, the new program, you're now going to be able to open up your, your eyes to so many more people that haven't still been able to get that Pagula ticket because it is hard to get. You got to know the right person or, you know, want to check out what's going on with Penn State Lacrosse after kind of the way the season ended or know that when they were at number one or five throughout the the season this year paying attention same thing men's volleyball comes to mind um women's volleyball certainly comes comes to mind with how ravenous people are i am interested to see what happens to sports like wrestling um that get a little bit more tv air coverage but not quite as much as basketball um and this is more on the big 10 spoke scope than than just Penn State. Um, so I, I am interested to see what happens with those. Do those get relegated regardless to Peacock? Like, wh- where do you go with that? Right. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that's about it for all the Penn State stuff. Um, all right. This week's old guy, young guy. Simple question. Simple question. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I was watching some, some reels the other day. Are you familiar with reels, Steve? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was was Steve Samsel growing up a Lego child or a Hot Wheels child? Oh, that's interesting. Um, Hot Wheels. Okay. Hot Wheels. There was a set of 
No, Hot Wheels. We had Lincoln Logs. We had a set of Lincoln Logs in the house. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hot Wheels. We I had a five. I have a. There exists somewhere to this day, probably in my mother's house, a five-gallon bucket full of Hot Wheels. Okay. I was also a Hot Wheels truck car yeah. kid growing up. I we it's still in the basement. I would probably give it to my nephew. There's a his storage container full of Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. Like we we and I used to set up tracks like in the house. I was just curious. I didn't know now nowadays. Like if I'm gonna play with a toy, I'm gonna play with Legos though because I I like the yeah. Well, I it'll be interesting. We had a, a, and I would make this again um, for a grandchild or young child. I had a cousin who interestingly enough became an architect. Who took a cardboard box, big cardboard box, and cut it down one side so it opened up in like a big spread out city and actually drew streets, drew mm. streets and buildings and places for the cars to park. Mm. And that was that got some use. So okay. a cool. Sharpie marker and a big cardboard box ended up, you know, eliminating the need to go buy some Hot Wheels track garage city. set or track. We had a little track, but we, you know, that was still a pretty cool setup. So there you go. Did did you play with the uh, I don't uh, this one's good. This question's gonna date you. Do you did you play with the little slot cars? Did you have those? Oh yeah. Growing up? Okay, I had those. Those were a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no I, I would get those curious. again too. Those are still those still exist. And I vividly remember they had a thing called um were they SSP cars? You they had a they had a rip cord that you pulled out of the middle of them okay. and one big wheel that spun in the middle of these cars, and then they would just go like whatever. Okay. And I was one of one of like eight guy, eight male cousins in a range of like six years. And grandma, the grandmother got us all the same thing. So when somebody ripped open that one, you're like, okay, I got one of those two. What color is mine? Right? Like, you know, okay. but those were, those are pretty cool things. Um, there's another, there's one more question I have on that. But, uh, I don't remember. All right. I was just curious. I, I wanted to know. I didn't, I figured you were going to say Hot Wheels, but. Uh, yep. Susan, right. was big, Susan was big into Legos, but I was Hot Wheels. Okay. Okay. Love, love all, all kinds of toys. Toys are fun. Um, all right. Steve wrote something on the blog this week. I wrote something on the blog last week. Um, go read Steve's thing. Go read my thing. Steve's is very, very good, well thought out. Um, really kind of sums up Steve's opinion and anger towards NILs. I think that would be the the best way to to say it. I was very supportive of the approach. You were. You were. It was. It was uh, when I opened up that up. I was expecting my computer to catch on fire. It did not. So I'm. There we go. I'm, I'm happy. That's because Steve likes his job. Um, no, you know, we pay you the big bucks. Um, other than that, we've got um, a newsletter on the website. You can go subscribe to that. Uh, I, am, I think uh, maybe two weeks away from the next one coming out. Uh, yeah, two weeks away. Um, and then well, let's see what else. Uh, we've got a YouTube page, which you're probably watching. Uh, maybe here, somewhere over there. Oh. Um, we've got a podcast. Uh, you just listen to that. Uh, five stars, thumbs up, all of that. Um, Make sure you subscribe to everything too. That would be very appreciative. Um, to really do appreciate those people that have. Uh, make sure you email us if you want to email us. Mine's Darian at Stuff Summer Says. Steve's is Steve at StuffSummerSays.com. And I think that's everything minus our Twitter handles, which is mine is at Stuff Summer Says. Steve's is at Steve Sampson. Other than that, uh, have a good uh, have a good good week as we put this out probably on a Monday. We can actually say that. The week won't be over. See ya.